welcome to The V-Hive, a platform focused on women's intimate health. With weekly episodes from the field's top practitioners, we discuss all of the things you've always thought about but never wanted to talk about. On this podcast, we are making the highest quality information on the most beloved part of your body accessible, understandable, and implementable. I'm your host, Hannah Matluck, and I started this platform as a result of my own experience with chronic pelvic pain. Throughout the years I spent healing my body, I became overwhelmingly interested and passionate about these topics and have made it my mission to create awareness and education on the complexities of the female body. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to take a quick minute to share with all of you listeners a way that you now can support the VHive, this podcast platform. Um, We really need your support in order to continue to produce this information and this content. So what we have done is we've created a platform um, on a page called Patreon, and it's a tiered membership platform. So what you can do is you can go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash the VHive, and you can support us there, and you also will receive bonus content every month depending on what level you want to support us at so if you are a listener if you believe in this content if you like what we're doing and you want to help us grow this amazing platform please 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 support us at patreon.com backslash the vhive we would so greatly appreciate it Last but not least, I want to thank Good Clean Love for supporting this week's episode. I am completely obsessed with all of their products. I use them religiously. They are all made to balance the vaginal pH, which is so important. So if you want to check out these products for yourself, you can use my discount code HANA10 um, when you place an order on their website, which is www.goodcleanlove.com and use the code HANA10, that's H-A-N-N-A-H-10 at checkout to receive 10% off your first order. And let's get into this week's episode. Today, I'm here with Vanessa Fitzgerald, a nutrition response testing practitioner and holistic health and wellness coach who specializes in PCOS hormone issues and Adderall detox and has really become a leader in the wellness space. So I am very excited to have her here today from Los Angeles and we just connected yesterday. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming. Um, What we're going to talk about today is a lot of the hormone issues that you have been able to manage through diet and nutrition and how you help your clients do so. Um, And I'll let you tell your story and how you kind of got into this field and got to where you are today. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, start with just how you got into this whole field and yeah. Um, it's so funny because I, I do quite a few of these and I tend to feel like I'm, I sound redundant. But so when I was 13 or 14 years old, I had a bunch of health issues that started to arise. And, you know, vanity was actually the way I, I think I initially came into health is because I had a lot of zits. So I had acne in high school and, you know, as a high school student, that's a lot. So I started trying to figure out how to get rid of this. And the dermatologist would give me a bunch of topical stuff and I would go to the dermatologist and they'd have like a bowl of 
Tootsie Rolls and Mint Milano's <laughs> in the waiting room. That's so crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. While giving me a bunch of drugs topically and internally. Uh, not only that, I was having issues with my period. All this weird stuff started happening to me. So it's almost like a divine intervention. I don't know how it started. I cannot remember the exact pivotal moment, but I knew there had to be another way. And I somehow started researching nutrition. I became obsessed. So that was like the very beginning mm -hmm. part of my journey with health. Uh, I played around with a lot of different health fads and trends. And then I got diagnosed with PCOS at age 19 after being hospitalized twice for gastroenteritis. And the second time, my appendix didn't show up on the CT scan. So they sent me for an ultrasound. And that's when they saw that I had polycystic ovaries. Mind you, I had been going to the OBGYN every six months, and no one had ever told me that I had PCOS. So that also woke me up to how much the medical system as much as as they know there's a lot that they don't and that they overlook and that they just simply just don't care about um and you really have to fight what i realized in that moment for your you have to be your own health advocate because no one else is going to fight for you they're and just working yeah it's like with a lot of the other conditions that i talk about on this podcast women go undiagnosed for like 10 years some of oh them yeah because their doctor and they go to the gynecologist and they have gynecological issues yeah it's and awful. they don't they can't get a diagnosis so it's awful yeah, it's so so uh thus began you know my my research and wanting to be in the health world and yeah eventually i was working in a corporate job in new york city and trying to figure out how i can break into the health world and actually be lucrative and I, again, my, my health issues, I was still on the journey, trying to figure out how to put my symptoms at bay. How do I, how do I heal my body? You know, I already had done so much through my diet. Uh, I found this, this modality called nutrition response testing by this woman in Soho. And I went in there one day. She was actually my holistic chiropractor since I had been at NYU and I saw these supplements on her wall and I said what are these she's like well it's this new practice I'm doing called nutrition response testing I said do you think it's going to help me because I'm dying I feel like I'm dying inside and and this was mainly from the PCOS symptoms no it was PCOS or just like and your then I was in general. yeah my yeah. health in general Hashimoto's I started developing ray nods which is when your fingertips turn white and circulation issues I was having weird mood swings like all sorts of weird mm -hmm. stuff going on in my body i was told by the top princeton harvard eye doctor in the financial district top eye doctor in new york that i had the beginning of cataracts at age 25 which is insane mm -hmm. um i mean i'm sure it happens but i was like i refuse i refuse to let that be my story so i asked her and she was like i a thousand percent think this can help you so I started working with her and my health completely changed. Everything turned around, symptoms gone, reversed two of my autoimmune disorders. Like it was amazing. That's crazy. And while I was there, I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. So what uh -huh. school did you go to? And then I ended up going to school on weekends while I was working real estate development here. So can you explain what nutrition response testing is? So nutrition response testing is a is a form of it's a form of muscle testing but it's not muscle testing because mm -hmm. um, we work with the autonomic nervous system so basically we test the body just like in you know 
reflexology, they, the doctor hits your knee, your leg makes a movement, everything's connected. If you believe in energy, you know, electricity is energy. Mm-hmm. You walk into a room, you have an icky feeling, that's bad energy. You walk into a room, you feel light and amazing, that's good energy. So it runs on your body's energy system and your autonomic nervous system is what runs your body's basically energy field, let's say. Mm-hmm. So if it's blocked, then nothing is really operating properly. So we work on that. And then we look for the underlying causes of symptoms. So we test for things like parasite, fungus, bacteria, heavy metal, food allergies. And then we use whole food supplements and homeopathic remedies to help bring the body back into balance. It's not an overnight fix. It's a huge financial commitment and years and years and years um, to really fix things. But this is the thing, you know, we as Americans especially want a quick fix. We want to take a pill. We want to feel better right away. And we're not willing to actually go the long haul Mm -hmm. and which is really the only way that it will the only way you'll heal yourself and then i would be like you know i'm tired of paying for visits and supplements and i would fall off and then i would be like no but i felt the best then so i would go back on Mm -hmm. and i have to say that i've been doing this as a patient because i have to be treated in order to be the best practitioner myself Mm -hmm. i have been doing this for like six years so i have clients that will fall on and off and like come back to me and then they'll stay with me for a while but they're all looking for an end and a close end in sight but a lot of people have a lot of health issues and it causes some crazy things to happen i'm seeing strokes in 35 year old women um i'm seeing bell's palsy all the time where half their face Mm -hmm. goes i've i'm seeing a lot of crazy stuff happening that should not be happening but unfortunately we're living longer but we're living sicker with the advancement of technology comes the advancement of medications chemicals pesticides, hormones, the heavy metals, talk about the 5G towers that are attacking us all day, every day. Um, Our soil is corrupt. It's just, there's a lot going on. And every day we wake up, we're entering into a battlefield. Mm -hmm. And we have to be armed. How do you test for mold and fungus and parasites? It's all done through frequencies. If you're interested Mm -hmm. in nutrition response testing and what it does, the best way to explain it would be to either watch the videos or read on my school's website which is the ulan institute Mm u-l-a-n and uh that kind of best sums it up okay cool and then i can link that also in the show notes so if people are interested in reading or watching more they can do so that way um okay so now i want to talk about pcos and your experience and then also how you were able to use food and nutrition and lifestyle changes to overcome the symptoms and to essentially just regain your health um when i was diagnosed with pcos i i had first gone to the gynecologist and what do they do they put me on birth control because i wasn't getting my period i hadn't gotten in two years and I was crazy. It was literally insane. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do this. And I had to find an endocrinologist. And this guy actually was was pretty exceptional and out of the box. Um, very medically oriented because he specialized in uh, transitioning. Like, um, like he had the most gorgeous women walking out of there. And you would never even know that they transitioned. So uh, he specializes in hormones. And that's so interesting. It was wild. And I went there and he was like, birth control is not the answer. Um, PCOS also causes an insulin resistance issue. And 
what happens is when you have high insulin, it can cause the ovaries to overproduce androgen hormones like testosterone, and this creates facial hair growth, acne, weight gain, uh, feeling tired, mood swings, things like that. So he was like, we need to work on your testosterone, and I'm going to give you something to help with the insulin. Because what would happen was if I ate a piece of sugar, I became highly addicted to sugar. Mm-hmm. But if I ate sugar, I would. it was almost as if like I had smoked crack. Like I was like, I couldn't get enough of the sugar like Mm -hmm. and it couldn't I would become ravenous and totally insane to the point where like you know people that I were dating or whatever would have to take take things away from me to make me stop um so so that was a that was a very eye-opening and he put me on metformin and a drug called spironolactone I don't recommend going to spironolactone but this is what I had found out at the time. So I stopped the birth control, went on those medications. And knowing that, you know, I was already so interested in health and knowing about insulin and insulin resistance, I was like, God, I can't, I can't eat sugar. Because metformin is, a, I researched my medications, is a medication for diabet- diabetes. Mm. So while he didn't tell me to stop eating sugar, if I hadn't, you're, you're more likely towards diabetes. So I cut all sugar out of my diet, most sugars, and uh, a lot of grains, because grains are highly inflammatory, not great for PCOS, definitely gluten-free, because celiac usually goes hand-in-hand with PCOS. Mm -hmm. And so I just cut down a lot of high inflammatory foods. My skin cleared up, I was feeling better, my periods were coming back, I upped my fat content, I was doing... um, high intensity exercise which is excellent for PCOS and just kept my body you know in the best shape as I possibly could Mm -hmm. and I uh, and my symptoms just dissipated so that's it's really starts with the diet for PCOS why is high intensity exercise good for PCOS because I've read both and I, I don't, I never understood why one way or the well, other. Well, aerobic exercise is important for like PCOS. spinning is good, right? Spinning is great. You're I right. mean, it obviously it depends on the woman. Yeah. But uh, the whole point is it helps with insulin resistance. Uh huh. So it helps with your blood sugar levels and and create almost like so that you can tolerate um, that you're not as insulin re- resistant, and it mm-hmm. also you know creates human growth hormone which is essential for anti-aging and healing so that's why high intensity exercise mm-hmm. is actually excellent it's not, i'm not saying you have to do it all day every day but like even twice a week yeah uh-huh. it's, it's essential so if if someone were to come to you with pcos what would be like the baseline kind of food i don't want to call, say diet but like food regimen that you would put them on or what would you tell them to take out of their diet and and what would you tell them to add into their diet well first and foremost Mm -hmm. i take out all sugars like i am crazy about sugars yeah honey maple syrup coconut sugar agave it's all the same your body doesn't recognize fruit your body does not recognize uh what type of sugar it's not like oh this is a piece of fruit i'm going to poop this out and this is cane sugar and I'm going to store this as fat no once so it hits your why do some people say that honey is better because your body metabolizes it differently 
it does metabolize uh-huh. it differently. There's the glycemic index. And right. It hits your blood sugar at different this, speeds. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, sugar is sugar in right. the system. Right. It's not going to kill you to have a little bit of honey. But as someone with PCOS, if I have honey, I'm going to break out. Or yeah. I'm, you know, it's just not, it's not good for my blood sugar levels. So I'm pretty particular mm-hmm. about what sugar. And for me, it's usually my alcohol. It's like wine when right. I want to have it. Like that's my sugar. Right. Um, if I want something sweet, I use something with monk fruit or stevia. Uh-huh. And I usually have to make my own sweets. It, it's just, it's it's very crucial. So that's what I take out first. Mm-hmm. Grains can also, especially, we're finding brown rice can send a lot of diabetics into diabetic shock, which is insane. So brown rice, I, I take out of people's diets and a lot of other grains. Anything that can like raise insulin levels. Um, they're also highly inflammatory and I'm just seeing more and more like a tie with skin rashes and all sorts of crazy stuff like this oat milk train I cannot get on yeah (laughs) so I take out the grains I take out I take out a lot of dairy except for goat and sheep cheese because Uh that's also mucus producing so it can aid in candida and yeast yeastiness and you don't want that in your system either so goat and sheep cheese are easier for us to break down yeah so that's why I say if you really want cheese, I like those. Too much like of the nut cheese replacements and all of that. There's a lot of ingredients in mm-hmm. that. And also you also don't want to overdo nuts in general because it's just hard on the gut. Mm-hmm. And if you have any sort of leaky gut, I wouldn't. I would try to eat as many like just real foods as possible. Um, yeah. So it's mainly protein vegetables. It's protein, vegetables, High quality and fat. protein and fat. Uh-huh. High fat. Like fat helps to normalize the blood sugar. It helps with brain chemistry. It helps to stabilize moods. It helps with your hormonal health as women because mm-hmm. it helps us to get our period. Like so healthy fats are really important to me as well. So let me ask you a question because for for years probably like I've gone through periods where I've had candida overgrowth and I've done the anti-candida diet and I've done paleo and I don't want to say keto but like I've had long periods of time where I've like very strictly eaten this way and it's really weird for some reason like whenever I do fats vegetables and protein I can't feel like properly full so I've recently started to add back in sweet potatoes and like sprouted oats and I'll have like oatmeal in the morning I feel better but like sometimes I'll get breakouts and like I don't know. What do you like? Well, I'm a big fan of grain-free starches. Yeah. So butternut squash, spaghetti squash, sweet potato, yam, things like that. Do you know what blood type you are? I need to find out. This has literally been at the top of my to-do list for the past like two weeks. So that I don't know how. I don't know what blood type I am. Well, that plays and it's come up like every literally every day. It comes up in some capacity. So it that really is as helpful as a foundation. It's not black or white, but that could. That could also be a source or your body. There's three different body types anyways. Right. Ones that can't process starches and they hold it as fat. Ones that need a balanced diet and ones that actually are prone towards more starches. Uh It's just the kind of starch that you choose, which is important. And it's in your activity level, your metabolism, Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. Your blood sugar. Do you have any issues with your blood sugar? That sort of thing. So it's all about listening to your body. If you feel better that way, 1000% listen Mm -hmm. to your body. For me, when I was going keto and I was hardcore keto, um, I did a blood test and, but I wasn't actually losing weight. I had plateaued and I was like, this is so interesting. What is happening? 
what happened was is that with all I was intermittent fasting almost every single day and mm-hmm. doing keto so my body was in a constant state of starvation which is great for inflammation but at the same time it was stressing out my adrenals which I didn't know and my mm-hmm. adrenals were pulling from my testosterone so my testosterone hit was in the pits I had like zero testosterone I mean I had some but like none and testosterone is in charge of your sex drive you're like you need want it. to work out muscle toning mm-hmm. and like I want a sex drive so <laughs> I was like I'm too young for this so I had to start carb cycling so I'll choose a night or two a week where at dinner time I like to keep my my carbs my starches to dinner time mm-hmm. because they spike your insulin levels and you feel sleepy so if you have like a sweet potato in the afternoon most likely you're going to feel energized at right away but then you're going to crash mm-hmm. so I tend to like to keep my starches at night so I'll do like a sweet potato at night or whatever so that I can carb cycle so that my body doesn't get so stressed interesting and then another question that I have for you is how long does someone need to stick with this way of eating in order to actually see substantial changes well, it's in not, their life. I don't like to think of it that way because yeah. it's a lifestyle. So what I do is yeah. with clients that are very tied to things like chocolate, like I'll give them a chocolate replacement. Mm-hmm. You know, I always replace things that they're missing because nowadays you can get any sort of replacement. But at the end of the day, honestly, you just you really have to concentrate on eating real foods yeah that's what it is like back in the day we didn't have all these replacements Mm -hmm. but we have formed these habits to cue for them so when people like people are very emotionally tied to food Mm -hmm. extremely like food is everything like it's how we communicate it's how we show love it's how we self-soothe it's how we celebrate it's it's insane and because of this when I start to take things away from people people sometimes really freak out and it's almost as if I offend them when I start to change things in their diet. So I always have to send in a replacement because not everybody is down with the idea of just eating real food all the time, which is sort of wild in today's society. But you should just eat like you're, you are a gorilla in Italy and just, but just picking off the land. So, you know, fish, meat, veggies, um, olives, olive oil, just like great quality food, potato even, that type of thing. Okay, so how else do you help your clients kind of bring their bodies back into balance? Specifically, one thing that I know you talk a lot about that I want you to touch on is all of the chemicals that are in the household products that we use, makeup, shampoo, soap, like all of these things that we use every day that we are so focused now on like what we eat. And I think that a lot of us just disregard all the other products that we use every day right and how much they can really affect our health so as far as uh toxic products and chemicals are concerned i often find when i'm testing clients in their reproductive organs so their ovaries their uterus their bladder their vagina uh tend to i find a lot of things like formaldehyde and weird toxic chemicals and heavy metals in their system a it starts with tampons tampons I like to call vagina cigarettes mm-hmm. um there's sh- I think there's actually going to be surgeon general warnings on the regular run-of-the-mill tampons coming up so always go 100% organic tampons or you can use a diva cup I can't personally quite get there yet because I mean, sticking my hand up there with all that blood no thank you <laughs> but uh you know some people love it so that's all for them <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you start with the tampons uh, any sort of body wash should be clean for sure 
if you're going to wear underwear, I understand I love high-end lingerie and all that sort of stuff, but if you're just running around or you're at the office, like 100% cotton underwear. Mm-hmm. So that those synthetic fibers, there's a lot of chemical dyes and toxins and materials in underwear. And when we're sitting in, in it all day long and we're sweating all day long, that stuff gets absorbed into our system. Yeah. Particularly black dyes, for example, highly toxic. So I usually will say that. So organic tampons, organic underwear. Uh, we change detergent and um, dishwashing soap, essential. That needs to be all clean, hand-washing uh, soap as well. I also say that, look, lotions and, and makeup and all of the stuff, yes. The parabens, if you can go paraben-free, great. People are really getting you know, worked up over fragrances as well. I like to pick and choose my battles as Mm -hmm. far as the toxins I'm exposed to. I can't live in a bubble. I am exposed to toxins as is. If there's a product that I really like that has a fragrance or maybe a toxin in it, I probably will still use it because it's what I choose to use. Um, I don't, there are some people that go completely free of toxins and I have a girlfriend like that and I have so much respect for her. But I am, um, I'm a mix of both as far as products are concerned. But as clean it up as much as you can. Less is better. Uh, So start there. Um, And anything like bath salts or whatever, which I don't think anybody is using that crazy stuff anymore that's like full of, yeah, all those toxins. Uh, Aluminum deodorant, never. Not Mm -hmm. even if you have, that I don't even mess with. Like I would never put antiperspirant under my armpits anymore. Not even if I'm on like a first date or at an event. I will carry around travel size non-toxic deodorants in my clutch just to reapply and I do it all the time like I got caught in the act the other weekend at dinner reapplying deodorant at the table (laughs) but you have to because the natural stuff there is no cure all and if you're a stinky person like I am it just is what it is reapply um chapsticks for example too like aquaphor is very popular but that has petroleum in it highly toxic you're licking your lips all day so you're basically eating the chapstick so that's why you want to go non-toxic with anything that goes on your lips uh yeah things like that that's really interesting actually because so i with like household products laundry detergent so shampoo oh condoms too by the way non-toxic condoms all the way yeah that's an important one um but so i've like been so good about that for a while now but that's really interesting because I use Aquaphor. Yeah, no more Aquaphor. No more Aquaphor. But I've got great replacements. Yeah. Like CV Skin Labs makes a great one that feels like Aquaphor. And another company, this one's a little bit stickier. I actually have it in my purse so I can pull it out and see what brand it is. Mm-hmm. They just actually sent this to me to try. And I was like, this is great. But it's a little stickier. Mm-hmm. I actually recommend the CV Skin Labs. See, okay. Well, I'll pull it. I'll show you afterwards but okay. it's a good one we got cv skin labs okay I'm yeah remember that um and can you just explain just recap what do all of these chemicals do to your body well they're all, so dangerous so they each just do, so everyone really understands why <laughs> they have to stop with these products well they each do different things uh-huh. right and our skin's our largest organ so we're just absorbing this stuff at all hours of the day especially in our lymphatic areas, like in our groin, um, 
under our armpits. That's where we're supposed to be draining. And it just basically clogs up and stops our lymph flow. Like that sweat, w- sweat wicking fabric, for example, mm-hmm. is like suffocating your skin. So it's important to be cognizant of all of this stuff because it can cause hormone disruption over time. It's not like you use it once and you're done for. But when we use this stuff habitually every single day, those toxins go into our system. That's why infertility is on the rise. Like never ever have we before seen so much, I feel, in vitro and problems getting pregnant. Everybody's getting help right away at very young ages. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of birth defects happening, uh, learning disabilities, stuff like that. So it's really important that we try and be cognizant so that we're not messing with our with our hormones and you know our hormones also run our moods Mm -hmm. so we also don't want to be running around with mood swings all the time so best to keep us as calm as possible without having chemical disruptors messing with our autonomic nervous system thank you yeah perfect explanation yeah and then a whole another topic i want to talk about but we don't i don't think we have enough time so i'm coming to la in december so maybe we can do another podcast that would be great but i want I do want to talk about all of the medication detox work that you do and obviously Adderall is like the big one that you talk about but birth control as well and then I want do you work with women I I assume you do who are like coming off antidepressants because I do yeah I don't advertise that as much because Mm -hmm. um that is you know it's a very it's something you really have to monitor I work with their doctors yeah uh, and I also work with an SOT chiropractor. So for me, depression, a lot of it comes from spinal misalignment and uh, neuro neurological imbalances, mm-hmm. but not saying it's a chemical imbalance. Yeah. It's like certain neural pathways just are not firing off or connecting. So I have to support by feeding the brain nutrition uh, while they come off and then they go and they get adjusted so that they're in alignment and then we slowly wean with their doctor and everybody has to be on board and we Mm -hmm. monitor very closely this is not something i advertise on instagram because it is is a very serious matter adderall you can come off of you're fine i do that all the time right (laughs) and everybody gets off some people most the people that have a hard time coming off are so tied to the story that they have add and they can't get it's like stories they tell themselves i'm gonna get fat i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that Mm everybody in life has to realize that we write our own story and things are only as powerful as we let our minds our minds let them happen that way perception Mm -hmm. is reality it's just like a heartbreak over someone breaking up with you and when you feel like it's the end of the world it's because you choose you're choosing to believe that it is the end of the world yeah it's being able to get outside of the self and the ego to step back and go i don't i don't need this i can change my story same thing with adderall and with birth control, it's just completely unnecessary. And it's so funny because this morning I was walking and my girlfriend in Los Angeles called me and I have never, this is a friend of mine who has struggled for a long time. Mood swings, depression, smoking a ton of weed, can't meet any guys, always miserable at her job, like terrible anxiety attacks. It was like a different person I had spoken to and I kept saying to her and I was like, what? I know I haven't spoken to you in a couple of months, but what changed? She's like, honestly, I finally listened to you and I got off birth control. And I and I don't know. I swear to God, it made me a different person. And it does. I've heard people going off birth control and leaving their partners because it changes. It changes you mentally completely. That's so crazy. Yeah. 
If you had one more piece of advice, what like one top piece of advice, what would it be? Don't take life too seriously. I like that. Yeah. Don't sweat I the agree. small stuff. It's all small stuff. We're it all going to die one day. Just live it up. Yeah. Thank you. And are there any resources that you want to recommend besides, for, well, also where can everyone contact you? But if you had to like share any resources that you love, what would, what, what are they? Uh, Women Code is good. Mm-hmm. There's a book that came out that I posted and now I can't remember what it is. It's about birth control in the brain. So I would mm-hmm. Google book on birth control in okay. the brain. I'll it Google just came it. out. Yeah. yeah. You should link that one. Okay. It talks about how bad it messes with your brain. Okay. Um, if you want to talk to me, uh, my email is info at veeshoney.com. V-E-E-S honey.com. My website is veeshoney.com and my Instagram handle is veeshoney where I talk about poop and tampons and all that sort of fun stuff. I love your Instagram. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. podcast is for education purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other healthcare professional services, including the giving of medical advice. During the episodes, no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Listeners should seek the assistance of their healthcare provider for any concerns or questions they have.